hey, y'all are supposed to cheer like you're enthusiastic. Hey! Welcome everyone to the Call It Call, live from Salt Lake City. You're supposed to say who you are, Holly. No, I'm not. already. Well, I'm Holly Powell, and as you all know, if you've listened to this podcast, I'm a layperson and a member of Christ Church Cathedral in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Brendan O'Sullivan Hale, and I'm also a layperson, and I'm a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis, Indiana. And we are thrilled that this is our special General Convention 78 live show mashup with our fellow members of the Via Media Collective. Uh, we have a ton of special guests for you today. Uh, do you want to introduce yourselves? Yeah. I'm Lisa Kimball, and I have never been in a majority of lay people on a podcast. This is like awesome. Yeah! Yeah! I feel that way because I'm a lay person on a faculty at Virginia Seminary. Um, and so I am a professor at Virginia Seminary, and I am the director of the Center for the Ministry of Teaching. And I'm Kyle Oliver, and I am a priest and uh, the digital missioner and uh, instructor in the Center for the Ministry of Teaching at Virginia Theological Seminary. And I assume that's for me. That's you, and I'm at home. <laughs> and, and who are I'm you? I'm Sean Maloney. I'm the rector of St. Bartholomew's Episcopal uh, Church in West Texas. Woo! Okay. Woo! And, and Sean is coming to us uh, through a uh, iPhone 6 speakerphone that I am holding very, very, very closely to one of Brendan's excellent microphones. Yep. This is technology at its finest. It really is. <laughs> right. <laughs> And this, is what, this is what Steve Jobs was imagining right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Sean, do you want to tell us what podcast you're from? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm from, uh, what's the name of my show? It's uh, Padres Pod. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was something I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being here, Sean. Um, no, well, technically I'm here, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's all about existentials. I'd like to say thank you for being there, too, but my diocese doesn't elect me. Mm. Yeah. I think it's because I'm too charming to be there. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah, it could be. Uh, some of these That's deputies are a little humorless. <laughs> so this podcast is about the intersection of liturgy and life, as seen through the collects in the Book of Common Prayer. Uh, now, collect is kind of a funny-sounding word, and I am so fried from being on the convention floor that I completely forgot to come up with a collection of, for this show. So uh, we're going to skip that part. Oh, a collection. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> good one. All right. <laughs> so, uh, as in, you might collect the kinds of buttons that you can get at General Convention 78, including <laughs> Sim Boldly. We are all missionaries. Be open. Unoccupy Palestine. Black I lives matter. I love psychiatric survivors. <laughs> Let your yes be yes. <laughs> oh, I've got that one already. Forma. Yeah. <laughs> Acts 8 uh, and episcopalresurrection.org. Oh, and the 230th anniversary annual of the, the House, House of, of Deputies. Deputies. 
Sweet. Okay. Nice. I guess you could collect. <laughs> that is a good collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one already started. So, right. <laughs> so the format of this show is going to be a little bit different from our normal episodes. We're still going to talk about a collect, but we're also going to be incorporating some segments from our uh, our friends in the Via Media Collective and their podcast. And we're, of course, going to be asking for audience participation. But first, Holly, um, there is some sad news that we need to confront. Oh, Brendan. Is it about where we should have the next general convention? No, no, it is not. Um, it's uh, actually, uh, you know, in the Prayers of Project, tomorrow is uh, Prayers of Penitence, uh, and that relates directly to what's going to happen next. Retraction, retraction, the college call retraction, the web demands satisfaction. It's time for another retraction. <sighs> so, Holly, remember back in September barely when uh, Andy Lee came on our show I do recall that yes and uh, among the other things that actually happened prior to that show was we had a contest uh, to ask people to submit iTunes reviews uh, to help people find our show indeed and we had one person enter the contest (laughs) (laughs) a clear clear winner ladies and gentlemen (laughs) and that person was Andy Lee and and Andy, why don't you grab the microphone? <laughs> okay. So, so do you recall what I said I would do in thanks for you winning the competition? I believe you sent me a picture of this really weird Chinese dragon type thing and said it was going to arrive at my place of residence. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and did that happen? No. <laughs> so in the, in, in, in the interest of atonement, uh, for uh, for my failing, uh, I would like to present to you a red Chinese dragon, aka <laughs> really weird Chinese dragon thing <laughs> that has been sitting on my bookshelf for the last nine months, um, but is now going to be transferred to your possession. Excellent, thank you. It really is a surprise present. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we should also take a moment now that, that we've properly atoned for our sins to thank the Reverend David Simmons, who is here in person as our live musician. Let's give him an, uh, a round of applause. Glad to be here. Uh, so, before we get to the collect, we do have another surprise special guest. Uh, the official linguist of the Collect Call is coming. <laughs> now, the reason uh, that we are having the official linguist come on the show is that on our John the Baptist episode, which is at this point like 10 episodes ago, I can't really believe that. Yeah, we're crazy. Yeah. Um, we were flipping through Hatchet in uh, searching for something else, and we found the word obsecration. And we had no idea what it meant, and we were too lazy to look it up. Uh, so we figured uh, that because we were having a live show, we would bring the official linguist of the Collect Call on uh, to tell us what an obsecration is. 
So uh, we'll turn it over to you, Frank. Okay, so first off, you shouldn't feel chagrined that you didn't know this word. Chagrin! It is rarely used, and in fact, when I was typing out my notes for this in Microsoft Word, Microsoft Word insisted that this is not a word. <laughs> um, but if we address the most basic meaning, most dictionaries will tell you that obsecration means earnest pleading or supplication, and that it comes from the Latin obscurare, which means to beseech, to supplicate, or in the first person, obsecro, <laughs> I beseech. <laughs> and it comes from the stem sacre, which means sacred. I am sure I mispronounced all of that Latin. Um, so with the basics of that in mind, I always like to see how rare words are used in pop culture today. For instance, Obsecration is the name of a Greek death metal band that's been <laughs> active since the 1990, according to the Encyclopedia Metallum. <laughs> um, Obsecration is also the name of a blog by a born-again non-denominational Christian who is also an aspiring novelist. Mm. And while I found few obsecrations of the Episcopal kind in her blog, I did enjoy reading the short story about her and her parents being kidnapped by aliens in Indiana. <laughs> um, also, obsecration is the name of a shamanic spell in a D&D-inspired fantasy module that was created by a guy in Illinois who named his module of Dice and Gin. <laughs> Pop culture aside, if we take it closer to our Anglican context, obsecration is a supplicatory prayer made in the name of a deity or some sacred thing. Which, being who I am when I read this, the example that immediately came to my mind was the 1970s cover of Wonder Woman number, one, number 225, in which Wonder Woman has lassoed a giant unnatural lightning bolt and is shouting, Hera, help me stop this lightning bolt before it splits that building in two. Oh, no. I knew there was going to be a Wonder Woman reference. There's a Wonder Woman reference. The there always is. Yeah. But that doesn't really work either because obsecration in an Anglican context is a supplication or petition mentioning in its appeal things or event that we hold to be sacred and typically that we're asking for deliverance. So the obsecrations are in your Book of Common Prayer, page 149. You may turn to that page now. Um, and they are the petitions. Actually, I, hang on. I just need to point out that our audience is, in fact, doing that. Yeah, okay, that yes. <laughs> <laughs> the audience, this is a test. What, about. <laughs> what was that, Sean? I said, forget the audience. I'm doing it right now. What <laughs> All of our phones are holding up other devices. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> we do have one paper one here. So if you turn to page 149, they are the petitions um, that are at the bottom, towards the bottom of the page, and they primarily begin with the preposition by. For example, by thine agony and bloody sweat, by thy cross and passion, by thy death and burial, by thy glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Ghost. Good Lord, deliver us. <laughs> <laughs> So we hold sacred Christ's agony, Christ's bloody sweat, etc., and through appeal to that, we ask to be delivered. These are, of course, part of the great litany, so I think we're probably familiar with them even if we haven't paid close attention to them. And their purpose, 
according to W.H. Carslake in his 1876 text, The Litany of the English Church. Thank you, Google, for digitizing this and making it available online. Um, their purpose is to bring our minds more vividly to the infinite love of the Savior, that love on which we appeal for help, and also to emphasize the relation of Christ's redemptive work to corresponding elements of our life. And something that I hadn't thought about, but which makes perfect sense, is that our cur current litany was naturally influenced by many previous litanies. And Carslake notes that, quote, the wisdom of our reformers was shown in rewriting of the obsecrations, as elsewhere, was shown in curtailing all which was in excess. So if we use the previous example, just the part, by thine agony and bloody sweat, in the 1544 litany from the consultation of Ermann was, for that agony in which thou offeredest thee willfully to death, obeying the Almighty Father and thy bloody sweat. Mm. That's comprehensive. Indeed. <laughs> and furthermore, while today we only have approximately a third a page of obsecrations in the Great Litany, in the 544 litany at Lambeth, there were 10 pages of <laughs> obsecrations <laughs> of various forms. I don't think that we have less to plead for today. I think we just embrace brevity, and I think that Jesus probably appreciates that. <laughs> Again, was Jesus on the floor of the House of Deputies today? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> So with that, I turn it back to you. Um, but actually, thank you so much for doing this research. But I do have a question. Uh-oh. Um, so having done this research on the word obsecration, um, can you translate this the sentence? sentence? <laughs> 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 the obsecrations were essentially the fuller form of Luther's litany, though the circumcision found in the Serum litany, but not in Luther's, is included. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, oh, our audience member. Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh. Come, come to the microphone and introduce yourself. Dave Hedges, Chicago. <laughs> Hi, Dave. I'm, I'm prepared to make an educated guess that um, amongst all of the holy and sacred events listed in the obsecrations, that there was some version of the litany at some point that included Christ's circumcision, which uh, was Ooh. celebrated, is celebrated on uh, January, 1st yeah, January 1st in in what the 79 Book of Common Prayer abouderizes as the Feast of the Holy, Holy Name. Name. <laughs> but it used to be called the Feast of the Circumcision, and any good set of uh, hymn board cards includes a tile that says circumcision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, these are the kinds of things that Brendan and I would just speculate on and then get tweets about later. You yeah. Know, so. <laughs> yeah, or, or sternly worded emails from Derek Olson. So. <laughs> we love you, Derek. <laughs> okay, well, um, why don't we go ahead and get to the collect? Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the collect for, for after worship. Hopefully everyone here in Salt Lake City got to attend the UTO in-gathering in Eucharist this morning. <laughs> or um, if you're listening at home, um, hopefully you got to attend worship at your church of choice today also. <laughs> 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 
But did you know that the Book of Common Prayer has a prayer specifically to be used for after you have attended a worship service? Just in case it didn't stick. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about that. (laughs) Right. I was kind of dimly aware of it, but I'm not sure that I've ever used it. Can we get a show of hands from our audience? Who has used this prayer? Oh, wow. Nice. I'm impressed. There's like a solid 60% of our audience. (laughs) 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 The kind of nerds who would come to an evening taping of a podcast about collects. Upon layer, upon layer. This is intersectionality of nerd. <laughs> I could tell when when uh, the official linguist mentioned D and D, and everybody started nodding. <laughs> um, well, Lisa, would you like yes. to read the collect? Sure. Okay. It is from page eight hundred and thirty-four of the Book of Common Prayer. Grant, we beseech thee, almighty God, that the words which we have heard this day with our outward ears may through thy grace be so grafted inwardly in our hearts that they may bring forth in us the fruit of good living to the honor and praise of thy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Okay, so this may be a tiny bit heretical. Oh, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> but David, you mean you can't sing multiple parts at once? <laughs> um, isn't going to church enough? Why do we need a prayer for after going to a worship service? <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Okay, so I've never used this prayer, but a bunch of people here have, so let's hear it. Well, I was going to talk about why I think it's a great prayer, but I'm not sure it's like the theologically like astute thing. That's okay. We've never been so, theologically astute. So, well, well, here's the thing with me. Um, so I'm basically an educator, and so I think a lot about the significance of how we learn and the fact that learning really happens after we've experienced something, and in some way we reflect on that experience. So one of the arguments I would make for why this prayer is worthy and useful and appropriate and helpful is that it's a way of kind of drawing our attention to the fact that, in fact, we have just experienced and enacted a great deal with sort of our physio- physiological bodies, our outward ears, um, and that what we have lived through, what, we ha- what has been represented, what we have done together, now needs to be lived in our bodies out in the world in such a way that it comes from within us and we carry it forth into the world. So as an educator, this is sort of the perfect example of experiential learning. This is, this is the, we've had an experience, we stop and reflect on it, we integrate it with what we know about the experience that we had, and we go out in the world and we do something differently because that experience reflected on has changed us. Hmm. Right, so then the, the phrase that I see that I think you might be reacting to there is that uh, the worship may bring forth in us the fruit of good living. Ah, uh, the fruit uh, of good that, living. That worship is not just an intellectual experience, that right. we are called to do something uh, with that. Well, and that fruit, you know, bringing forth fruit is a process, right? I mean, that we are not just, we don't just sort of do worship and it's a static experience, check the box, I'm done. That there's actually something growing, changing, evolving in, in us, and that each time we leave worship, we leave renewed and called to bear fruit. And be food. That's so lovely. <laughs> Isn't 
you're almost convincing me, at least. I really, I, I'm, I'm moved here in Texas. I, I feel like I should be in Salt Lake City now. <laughs> I'll vote for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. I mean, I said this earlier in jest, but I, I, here's here's my thing about the prayer afterwards. We just prayed for an hour. <laughs> like, I feel you, brother. Like, if the prayer started, oh Lord, we were just kidding for the last forty-five minutes, but now we got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, if your body has made us us so as holiest that now we really mean it. Let me. <laughs> and what if we just we prayed for an really hour? Paid? And I, I've reflected highly. Let's go. Like. The co- like all that stuff pushes us out the door, and I don't want to delay that for one minute. I'm right there. I think, some- I think sometimes our need to reflect slows our enthusiasm and the passion for Christ with which we burn. So I'd rather just send them on fire out the door and let's reflect on how good or bad the week went when we started. Hmm. Nice. But what if you need to reflect? What if you use the prayer in the car when the kids are fighting in the back seat? <laughs> Like, well, that's okay, I guess, but... <laughs> like, you know, re, re, regrouping. You know, we just had worship. You've got to be back and everybody's screaming. I think if I started saying while we were driving home, Grant, we beseech the Almighty God that the words my children might think I was about to drive into the bay. <laughs> I'm just Also, trying. they would be very confused about what outward ears were as opposed to inward ears. I'm not sure where we're going with that. Like, I sort of see the point, but... I only have outward ears. <laughs> that's not that's not true. You have those inner ear things, like these station tubes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, Sean, not to get too literal on, on you, that's not quite what the prayer says. Uh, so I mean, it's talking about our outward ears, but it is talking uh, about asking for uh, the, the, the experience of worship and hearing the word to be grafted inwardly uh, into the heart. In other words, uh, asking that... that uh, the words that we have heard or the Eucharist that we have participated in uh, becomes a part of us. And thinking a little bit about uh, what, what uh, Lisa was saying, I, I recall an experience that I had. So as many of you uh, listeners know, I was baptized as an adult. Uh, and so I still remember the sermon that uh, Hugh Lofner, the priest at the church where I was baptized at the time, gave, uh, which was to remember the day of my baptism as if it's my birthday. And, and that has stuck with me uh, over time. That, uh, and it, it helps also that um, I was baptized on All Saints Day, and I go to All Saints Church, and <laughs> we have a, uh, a big to-do for All Saints Day. So I, it, it's hard for me to— Is big to-do to fr- polite for big ass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is big to-do polite for big ass party? <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. So, no, well, yeah, but we have, like, a giant— procession oh, no. first so, so no yeah no we we, we earn it um, but so so it's hard for me to miss it um, but but I do always remember that that it's one of the days that I sort of mark in my life throughout the year uh, and and it's so a piece of that worship that has become peace of me mm-hmm. did St. Paul's K Street use this prayer yeah I was thinking about that I mean I, I know that that um, so the, this parish that I served at was a you know as a very very Anglo-Catholic uh, parish and and I, I think that there were folks who after receiving the Eucharist would go or is that a separate prayer that's is a different a separate, prayer that's yeah. a different prayer so I think yeah. that one got used okay. a lot a lot of people would head um, you know back to back to their pews and and that would be the prayer that they use and I mean that sort of got me thinking what, what I wanted to say about this was I sort of like this notion of of a prayer that you can sort of pray at your own speed on your like 
something that is integrated into the Sunday morning experience, but that but that you get to pray on your own. I know Sunday we're focusing on the collective prayer and, and you know the sort of liturgical moment, but you know sometimes my outward ears hear, but my inward heart doesn't, and yeah. um, and and part of me wants a sort of do over. <laughs> And, well, um, and, a, and a prayer like this, whether it's the after receiving Eucharist or after worship or whatever, can sort of feel like like a, another shot to actually pay attention. Yeah. Well, we're gonna, you know, all kidding aside, I mean, to Lisa's point, I do, Kyle, I do. I like that idea. One of the things that we do with our Ashes to Go is the closing collect mm-hmm. is on the, the sheet that they get, and we give that to them to take home and say, as they reflect on what we've done together. Um, but this is, I mean, the, the way this is designed liturgically is to be read, grant we, that's all of us, that's the corporate we, that is just worshiped together. And so that's, I mean, that's my thing. We just, well, I, it, sound, it sounds like I'm the anti-prayer guy, but I'm not, I love prayer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I right, I'm right there with you, actually. The sort of imposition of yet another prayer, I mean, the sort of stalling of the dismissal, I'm, I think that is a real concern. Well, well there's and, also the fact that the right before this uh, collect in the Book of Common Prayer, there is the, bef- or the before worship prayer. Right. So basically, they're encouraging us to stop right outside the door, say a prayer, go in, do the thing, and then leave worship and say this prayer well you know one of the things that i wonder about this and it could be that one of our other panelists or somebody in the audience knows the answer um but i i do wonder um this is one of the prayers that does not appear in any kind of right to version uh so the other one that we've covered like that here is the one for all sorts and conditions of men oh yes not ladies Um, (laughs) we don't care about anyone but men yeah um but so there there are a number of prayers that show up uh in uh in the back there uh that uh i I, i'm guessing that they weren't put into a right to version uh because they weren't really intended uh for use in right to style worship, that it wasn't really part of what our theology is these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw a hand go up in the back. Do you have a comment on that? I do, actually. Well, well come, come on, on up. Use the no, mic. Use the mic. And introduce yourself. Say what diocese you're from. What province, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> if you know. <laughs> Neil Roman. If it still exists. Province 2, at least for now, <laughs> Long Island. <laughs> I mean, I just as somebody who's used this prayer, the only place I've ever seen it used is in sacristies. You pray the one before oh. with the altar party mm. beforehand. Yeah. And when the altar party gets back, it's kind of a nice way to close out oh. everything for them. Yeah. But I'm right there with you using it in the service. It, go in peace, but not yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold up, hold up. You got more. Hold up. Yep. What's your name? Like Sorry. Neil. Okay, cool. Oh, thank you. Dave Hedges, Chicago. Um, as a priest, I do use sacristy prayers before and after the Eucharist. Um, I do use the before worship one with some frequency. Um, I do not use the after worship one uh, ever. Uh, I do <laughs> use the after receiving communion one uh, mm-hmm. as the afterwards sacristy prayer. But um, different priests use different prayers. Sure. Um, and I've never heard any other priest use this particular combination of two prayers. Um, there's a sort of a traditional Catholic one for before and after, uh, but I don't use those. Yeah. I was going to say, at St. Paul's, we have, it's, not a, it's not a before prayer, it's like a before rite. It takes like <laughs> three or four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I just wanted to put in one word for uh, Sean. I take your point about the we, but I, I always, you know, want to hold up space for you know we still being appropriate when one is praying on one's own. The royal we. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think you know this notion that a lot of people have this book, and um, you know we may be you know many praying at the same time in different places, um, uh, and you know. Uh, also, Christ praying within us. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not afraid to use we language when praying prayers on my own, for what it's worth. It's got a very. Um, this prayer has a very um, plant growing, bearing fruit, grafting in our hearts motif, which is a pretty common um, thematic thing that I. I have seen quite a bit over the past, what, 16 months now? Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but I, we've been doing this podcast for a while, but but not as long as General Convention. No. <laughs> <laughs> we should have gotten a button that said, we are 16 months. <laughs> <laughs> so I think at this point, uh, it is probably time to shift gears. Wait, and we haven't talked about Hatchet. Oh, we haven't talked about Hatchet. And we have to talk about Hatchet. Yeah, well, it's a rule. <laughs> <laughs> so our, our patron saint of the Colic Call, Marion Hatchet, um, has this to say about the prayer for after worship. A collect which reflects the Renaissance Reformation emphasis upon the scriptures, this prayer was composed for the 1549 BCP, one of six collects provided for use after the offertory when there was no communion. Mm. Hmm. The 1552 book allowed the use of these collects after the collects of the daily office or Eucharist or after the litany at the minister's discretion. So that history explains why it talks about God's word, but not Christ's body and blood. Hmm. That's right. And that somebody really loved it and argued for it in the mm-hmm. revisions of the prayer and, right. and again, <laughs> after being a first-time deputy at, in the House of Deputies, I can totally see how somebody just railroaded that bad boy in there. <laughs> <laughs> the right two folks wouldn't let it go all the way. Exactly. <laughs> Does anybody else have anything they want to say about this collect before we move on to our next segment? I'm going to pray it every week. <laughs> We're going to check back on that. We'll see if it changes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so our, our two folks in the back, you got here um, a little bit too late um, for the part where we talked about the fact that we're doing uh, a lot of audience participation, and there's going to be a game. Are you guys willing to, to participate? Yay! 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 <laughs> okay, um, well, uh, Kyle, do you want to explain what's going to happen here? Yeah, I, I do. Um, so, so this is really interesting. Uh, I, the Wi-Fi situation is so bad that, that the uh, iPhone 6 in my hand now is now not just Sean's, um, Sean's mouthpiece. It is also the thing from which I am reading. <laughs> so um, cool. folks will have to bear with me a little bit. Um, I, I, I've been trying to send it to you the whole show. I can't even get enough internet to okay. send it to you. Um, so here's, uh, here's how this is going to work, and then we'll split up into some teams, yep. and, uh, and we'll go. Okay, so um, I thought uh, when, when uh, Brendan invited me to uh, 
write the quiz. Uh, as you know, um, the pitch for the Collect Call is that it's basically a deep dive into the Collect of the Week or, or other, other prayers. And I thought it would be fun to do a deep dive into the history of the Collect Call. <laughs> um, and, and to a much lesser extent, the other shows of the Via Media Collective. Uh, so is this a little navel-gazy? Yeah. <laughs> but this is general convention, so that's part of it. Um, and in this case, my thinking was this would be a chance for the people here who haven't had a chance to hear the show, of which there are not loads, but, but you know, uh, um, some, I think, uh, to sort of get kept caught up in a uh, haphazard but hopefully humorous way. So, so that's, the, uh, that's the plan. Does that make sense? It, it does. And just so everybody knows, Holly and I are actually going to be playing the quiz because <laughs> we have no idea about anything about our back catalog. No, we don't. And, and in fact, um, I would not be assured of success if you're paired with one of us <laughs> audience members because we honestly whenever somebody's like oh didn't you guys talk about this we have to spend a lot of time it's yeah. not googleable <laughs> yeah the good part is i just missed all the directions and all the instruction i don't think i can do any better <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry you couldn't hear me sean uh That's okay uh, it's not going to affect my play, trust me. I've heard the quizzes. I'm not that good. I'm going to be terrible. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, um, so here's what we're going to do. We've got, um, so we can do, we can do five? Um, uh, yeah, we can do five. Okay, great. So we've got, we've got five uh, panelists here, including Sean. Uh, so we're going to pair up uh, an audience member with a, um, with a, um, with a guest uh, from the audience. And each team is going to get, uh, each team is going to get two questions. And um, we, uh, we have multiple categories, uh, so uh, you'll be able to pick a category. And it's going to be like the presiding bishop thing. The other day. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just lost Sean. Uh, let me see if I can call Sean back. Um, <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, can you, are you going to edit this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always use live shows as an excuse not to edit anything. Hi, Sean. So, uh, is this the way you try and contain my skills? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we just uh, we just moved you to Lisa's phone, partly because the call dropped, and partly to free up a hand for me. Uh, okay. Because the call dropped. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We can't Insert. see your air quotes, but we can hear them. you got the point. Um, okay, so uh, so we need we need one audience member to team up with each one of us. That's right. Yeah. So uh, so and so Kyle is our quiz master, but uh, Lisa, Sean, me, Holly, and uh, Dave. Do you want it? Sure. And David Simmons will all take a uh, will all take a partner. So uh, come on down. Yeah. Come on down. <laughs> 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 Okay, so everybody pull up a chair. I feel like we're playing kickball and nobody wants to Okay, play who's Sean's, who's his buddy? Liza? Well, neither of us have ever heard this in our Perfect! Okay, so you've got a new buddy, Sean. <laughs> okay, so we've got Sean Maloney and, and Liza. And Liza. Um, we've got Lisa and Pat. Pat, okay. 
Um, uh, we've got here. me and who's joining me? You. I, I don't know. It's your choice. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll take. I'm sorry. I, I'm the worst Neil. with names. Yeah, Neil. Yeah. Okay. I'll pull up a chair. We'll take an extra. Yeah. <laughs> Gladly. Don't worry, Liza. I'm praying the prayer. <laughs> I'll come be the third. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I have no idea I'll remember anything. So we can be third with them or third with us. There's a threesome here and a threesome here. You can just be an extra third. Yeah. That would be Okay. So who's my partner? Me. Dave. Okay. So does everybody have a partner? Do all of us have a partner? Okay, so all right, so teams are also full disclosure. No, it's not cheating if you can't hear the rules. You're you're good to go. I don't think any of us. So we just have to point out that that there are a lot of people here at a disadvantage. So Lisa, I don't know if you know this, but you are teamed up with my aunt Pat, who has never heard this show. I know, I'm already bonded. Accommodations. It's not clear to me that it's going to matter too much if you've heard the show or not. I've only been listening for about six weeks, but, you know, there's only one a week, so I do go into back episodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you ready to hear the categories? Okay. What are we going to do with the categories? Uh, when, Ponder when them it, in your heart. When it comes, your, <laughs> when it comes your turn, you'll be able to pick a category if there's still a okay. question left. No whammies. What was that, Sean? I'll give you a dollar if one of them is potent potables. <laughs> <laughs> you might be giving me 50 cents. Uh, okay, our, our, um, our categories are the Twitter challenge, retractions, heresy, Pinterest collections, potent quotables, and via media. So let me explain those a little bit. So uh, the Twitter challenge, if you haven't heard an episode, I guess that's the one thing we haven't encountered yet. Is, uh, is the segment of the show where uh, the participants all try to sum up the collect or just say something funny um, <laughs> over the course of 140 characters. Um, so those are questions about various Twitter challenge answers. We've already heard about retractions and heresies and the uh, collections at the top of the show. Potent quotables will be questions about a couple of quotes from the show. And uh, the via media category, um, is uh, a couple of questions about the two other shows uh, that we're crossing over here. So uh, there's two questions in each category, so you'll be able to choose them un until they're gone, and we'll have a couple questions left over for a tiebreaker if we have uh, a, a couple teams that end up getting both right. Okay, and there are prizes. Uh, so we have uh, prizes from Thistle Farms, uh, which uh, manufactures uh, which is a manufacturer of products uh, helping uh, women who have lived in lives of prostitution and drug addiction uh, to find new life and new careers. Uh, and we also have as a grand prize uh, the text of the 1549, 1559, and 1662 Books of Common Prayer in one volume. Uh, we will autograph it for you and cut the value in half. <laughs> <laughs> So let's begin at the uh, far side uh, with with uh, the, uh, David and Frank. Um, what category would you would you like? I'm gonna. I think we should go for. I'm gonna dream that tonight. <laughs> okay. You Here's wouldn't be the only one, Frank. <laughs> Here's your question. 
According to the episode for Proper 23, which Christian heresy is the easiest to accidentally commit? Is it A, modalism, asserting that God is one but manifested through three modes or functional capacities of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Two, or I'm sorry, B, Melchizedekianism, <laughs> asserting that Melchizedek is an incarnation of the Logos and identifying him with the Holy Ghost. I swear to God, that's a heresy that showed up on Wikipedia. <laughs> um, Monophysitism, monoph uh, asserting that Christ's divinity dominates and overwhelms his humanity, uh, as opposed to the Chalcedonian position, which holds that Christ has two natures, one divine and one human. Or Macedonianism, also known as pneumatism, I think that sounds like the easiest heresy to commit uh, there. Uh, <laughs> also known new, in text. Pneumatomachianism, uh, asserting that the Holy Spirit is not divine, but rather a creation of the Son and servant of the Father and the Son. So uh, modalism, Melchizedekianism, Monophysitism, and Macedonianism. Which one is the easiest to accidentally commit, according to the episode for Proper 23? Monophysitism, you think? We're going to go with monophysitism for 200. Uh, no, I'm sorry. The no! Answer, the answer, no, according no, no. to Brendan, was A, modalism. Uh, <laughs> what does Brendan know, anyhow? <laughs> well, there's the tagline for our show. <laughs> the answer, I suppose, is little enough to have accidentally committed modalism <laughs> right. in a previous episode. Oh, yeah, that. Okay, well, so Holly, your team's up next. Okay, so, I'm gonna ooh. let you pick. Ooh, uh, I'm gonna go with Pinterest collections. <laughs> okay, Pinterest collections, for, well, they're not really for any dollar value. <laughs> the first Pinterest collections question. Uh, which of the following was not one of the wall-mounted beer bottle openers featured in the collection for the proper 26 episodes? <laughs> You can see why I'm not sure that having heard the show would. <laughs> Is it A, an opener in the shape of a VW bus? B, an opener made of bottle caps in the shape of the state of Michigan? C, an Urban Outfitters opener in the shape of teeth and gums, including two gold teeth? Or D, an opener in the shape of a crocodile jaw? <laughs> I'm, I'm not helping you. <laughs> I got Neil to look out for. <laughs> what do you think, Holly? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so the, the answer was which one was not? Which one was not in that collection? Okay. Sh uh, Sean offered to phone a friend. <laughs> Sean, we're having enough phone trouble as it is. Uh, yeah, but Sean's got working internet. I haven't heard this episode. Yeah. But... I am leaning towards the teeth and gums one because I feel like I would have made a bigger deal out of that. <laughs> you know yourself well. I think I think we'll go with the teeth and gums. I'm sorry, it was oh. the crocodile opener. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much I don't know how much detail Brendan went into about the state of the, the jaw one, but it, uh, I, I looked at the picture on the Pinterest board and it did in fact have uh, two gold teeth on it. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm not bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. Just wait. All right. Uh, Neil, do you have a preference? 
not really, since I can't remember exactly what any category other than heresy and Pinterest collections are. So via media. Via media. <laughs> okay. So uh, this is a question about Padres Pods, um, uh, Sean Maloney's show. So uh, sometimes at the end of the show, Sean uh, uh, plays out with, uh, with some music. So which of the following pairings of guest to closing music is not found in an episode of Padres Pod. <laughs> not found. <laughs> the not questions are the hardest. Yeah. <laughs> it's a double I'm not even sure I can answer that. Yeah. <laughs> is it A, Jonathan Colton's song Mandelbrot set at the end of his interview with presiding bishop Catherine Jefferts Shorey? B, Ben Ford's Psalm 51 at the end of the show with St. Bart's parishioners Tony Carpenter and Pam Birdsong? C, Paul and Storm's song, Right Like the Wind, uh, in the show with Rabbi Ilan Emanuel and Jennifer Wickham. Or D, Jonathan Colton's I Feel Fantastic in the episode with Harley Matthews. Hmm. Have, you, have you listened to Padres Pods? Never once. Okay. So uh, I, I do specifically remember the Mandelbrot set one from the, the one with the presiding bishop. So we can eliminate mm -hmm. that one. Um, the trouble with the one with Rabbi Ilan was that I did listen to most of that episode, but I didn't get all the way to the very end. <laughs> oh, so, deep confessions. Yeah, no. Um, uh, what, what were th the other choices were uh, Psalm 51 at the end of the show with parishioners Tony Carpenter and Pam Birdsong, mm -hmm. uh, and Jonathan Colton's I Feel Fantastic in an episode with Harley Matthews. I'm actually going to go with... I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go with actually the one from from the show with Rabbi Ilan. What was the one there? Uh, right Like the Wind by Paul and Storm. I, what do you think? Let's go with it. All right. No, I'm sorry. It was oh. the it was the I Feel Fantastic, which which has been a playout show uh, or song, but uh, but was not for that particular episode. I think that that may have been a solo show. It's a tough quiz. Wow. Yeah, that was the first show. That was the first show. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so um, we've, we've managed to avoid Sean getting the one where he would have had the uh, significant advantage. Um, I know that's the only question I've been able to answer so far. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you're not. Okay. It's your turn, though. You're up. Okay, so, um, so it's Andy and Liza. Yep. Okay, uh, what category would you like? I think heresy. Heresy. <laughs> you would know this one. Uh, <laughs> Sean on this team? Um, yeah, yeah, okay, good. Wait, 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 it's... Yeah. We're doing so, threesome. Yeah. So Andy's going to probably play both, be a third okay. person. For oh, so it's Andy, Liza, and Sean? And Sean, yeah. Okay. Uh, Andy, Liza, and Sean, you are considering the second heresy question. Okay. Um, I guess this is a, a canonical heresy. Um, uh, <laughs> but it was a time in which the song was implemented. Um, about which of Jesus' sayings did Holly say... It's like a Jim Morrison poem or something. <laughs> and later, God, please keep me in your steadfast faith and love because I totally just made fun of one of your son's stories. <laughs> okay, so which of the following was puzzling for Holly? A. That's what I know. <laughs> the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away, etc. B, 
The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head, etc. See, <laughs> I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. D, but now if you have a purse, take it and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. So which one of those does Holly think is most like a Jim Morrison poem? <laughs> I was trying to channel my Jim Morrison. It was good. I I really felt it. (laughs) Oh, we're having phone trouble again. It's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, you don't. (laughs) Pregnant pause. What happens if we all choose a different answer? Do we get credit? I'd be pretty impressed if you managed to not get it, if all, if all three of you chose a... Uh, <laughs> um, so the, uh, the man who sowed in the field and the enemy sowed in the night, uh, scatter seed in the ground and uh, stalk in the head and all of that, Satan falling from heaven like a flash of lightning and scorpions, etc. cetera. <laughs> um, uh, and if you, if you don't have a sword, buy your, sell your cloak and buy one. Yeah, just just go for it. Yeah, because you gotta go. My my guess is snakes and scorpions, but I am like nowhere near certain. How's the rest of the group feel about snakes and scorpions? I'm willing to support that answer. <laughs> right. It's certainly I'm, confusing. Yeah, it's fine by me. Okay. I hate snakes and scorpions. Yeah, <laughs> now, good, I mean, that's as good a reasoning as I got. Yeah. <laughs> would uh, you like for me to answer? I, yeah, that? let me hand it off to Holly here. Um, no, it's the one about sowing. It's B. <laughs> about I don't know the grain in the head and it's just and the full grain in the head and, yeah. <laughs> well so far everybody is tied uh, so <laughs> but I, what one of the things that I do know about my aunt Pat who is on the next team is that she is extremely competitive uh, so uh, th- this will be fascinating <laughs> alright so we've run out of heresies um, but everything else is still fair game. Well, that's good so, news. So, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the first time in human history that sentence has ever been. <laughs> <laughs> like, you should feel special. Those words have never actually been put in a sentence before. <laughs> we do I think that special. happens a lot on these quizzes, actually. <laughs> How about Twitter challenge? Okay, Twitter challenge. Um, so I was, I was finishing these questions like couple hours ago and uh, so unfortunately these questions are both about the Twitter challenge in the same episode but uh, but I think that's okay so um, so Twitter question one for the episode on the Ascension Holly's Twitter ch- Twitter challenge entry was God help me remember that even though Jesus is no longer on earth he is with us every day in our church and in our lives hashtag Ascension which of the following shorter tweets did she consider instead? <laughs> A, BRB. <laughs> B, 
Nobody gonna hold me down. <laughs> <laughs> C, going, going, gone. <laughs> and D, love and an elevator. <laughs> Which of those did Holly consider but ultimately reject for her Twitter challenge entry on the Ascension? Kyle, I wish you would write my tweets from now on. <laughs> <laughs> all those options are great. Aren't they great? I was gonna say, I'm fairly sure she's considering all of them now. <laughs> Pat has an idea. We're going with B. Going with B. I, I should have gone. <laughs> I think this is why these uh, shows that have uh, multiple choice questions that you have no chance of really knowing only give three answers. Mm. <laughs> um, no, I'm sorry. It was A, B, R, B. And in fact, friend of the show, uh, David Kendrick, preached a sermon about that uh, almost tweet. Yes. Wow. Right. About wow. BRB. Because we also posted a little meme that I found on the internet, which was a picture of Jesus ascending into clouds with BRB underneath nice. it. Nice. <laughs> Very good. This is the, the most famous tweet that almost was, <laughs> <laughs> at least in the Episcopal Church. Um, okay, so I'm going to call an audible here, and on round two, um, and I think it's only fair if we if we go back the other way, okay. so that um, sorry you just passed the mic, but why don't you bring the mic back this way <laughs> and go back this way, uh, like a fantasy football draft, so that uh, the people who had the f in the first round had to go last can go first that, this time. That reference flies right over my head. Yeah, I don't sorry. understand how drafting <laughs> works, <laughs> but okay. Point being, it, 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 it's something yeah. that happens in sports <laughs> ball. Holly. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Sean said that's the first party he got. Okay, so um, the only one, we still have everything but uh, but heresy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna eliminate one of the false okay. questions this time around. So there will be only three choices this time, so we can up the chances up of somebody the getting them right. Yeah, right. Okay, so what what do you want to go with? Unless we go with yours, you would know. That's true. That's not us though. That's his. Yeah, that's that's his. Okay. How about yeah. retractions? Retractions. Mm. Okay. Um, have we done? Oh no, we haven't done any retractions yet. Okay, Sorry, we're trying to. We thought we might get music for it. That's a uh, good yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so the first retraction question. Um, in response to maybe the least surprising listener correction ever, Holly and Brendan in their show on the collect for the third Sunday in Lent retracted a statement that confused which of the following. A, Eucharistic prayer C with Eucharistic prayer D. <laughs> B, the Oxford movement with the Cambridge movement. <laughs> and C, the Church of Scotland with the Scottish Episcopal Church. <laughs> so which one did uh, they confuse and a listener promptly correct? We're going with C. C. No, I'm sorry. It was B. The Oxford, the Oxford movement and the Cambridge movement. Oh, I'm so sorry. There was there was some discussion about Scottish. Remember the one where we talked about kilts and stuff? Yeah, I think. But no, but we didn't have to retract that. Apparently, everything we said on. I had to correct you on. Yeah, you corrected us, Richard. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it was something about the tartans. Yeah. Okay. Um. Time well, for so another retraction. Whoops. <laughs> 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 Can we retract that? <laughs> we could listen to that on repeat for the rest of the night, and it would still be more interesting than the House of Bishops session. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so we're still still got a big uh, snowball on the board here. <laughs> um, 
Uh, next team, what would you like to go with? We still got at least one of everything except the uh, Heresy. heresies. <laughs> Sean, do you have a preference? I, I'm choosing silence as my preference. I think that's very true for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we could clear out retractions and see if we can identify go, go more with mistakes. The, go with the, the, the Via Media one. Via Media? We okay. got a chance okay. on that. Via okay. Media. Um, okay, so this is about uh, this is about the other show in the collective, the uh, Easter Easter people. Um, in a memorable Easter people quiz, uh, what embarrassing fact came to light about Kyle's elementary knowledge uh, or lack thereof? Oh, I know this one. So, in, an, in, a, in a famous Easter quiz, um, what what did it become clear that I did not know? A that a bunny is not, in fact, a distinct species, but is simply another word for rabbit. <laughs> B, that chicken eggs are unfertilized and would not have become the kind that we eat, uh, and would not have become, become chicks even if they were pro properly incubated. Or C, that neither red velvet nor white chocolate is technically chocolate. <laughs> Wait, B isn't true? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we've got a lot. We've got a lot. <laughs> so, um. Chocolate. So, eggs. Uh, what was the first or word? Bunnies. Or bunnies. bunnies. <laughs> bunnies. Bunny is not a distinct. Eggs. What's that? Eggs. 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 Yeah. Sean says eggs. Yes. Yes, this was this was my moment of ignominy. I did not know that the the eggs that come to us were never fertilized, and that it's not like if someone had put them in an incubator. They so why did they even lay them then? Yeah, I, like, I know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is an inefficient system that birds have. Well, it's not like the chicken body says, "Oh, this one's for eating." You're <laughs> gonna need to get a biologist on this yeah. show. First so yes, so so we have a good answer. We should have yeah, no, sorry about that. Andy Liza and I only remembered that because I thought, mm, Kyle's, Kyle's embarrassment for my game because I had no clue either. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a team on the board. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've now closed out um, Via Media and uh, Heresy and I think that's, that's it. it. Yeah. Okay, I, I'll let you choose. Why not Retractions? Retractions. Right. Okay. I, I think this is pretty strong for me, but I have to might have to retract it. In the <laughs> um, hang on, I'm scrolling. Retraction. The web demands satisfaction. It's time for another retraction. All right. <laughs> In that was officially the nerdiest thing that's happened in Salt Lake City this week. <laughs> and that's saying a lot. <laughs> I say it's not in the top ten. <laughs> did, you hear, did you hear some of the parliamentary procedure oh. jokes going on? <laughs> All right. Um, in the show's first ever preemptive retraction, or pretraction, if you will, um, Brendan cut into a January episode at the top of the show to partially retract his trashing of what him, having, <laughs> having discovered a most excellent version by artist Maya Salovi. Is it A, O Little Town of Bethlehem? B, Go Tell It on the Mountain? C, Lo How a Rose Air Blooming? Or D, We Three Kings? I do know this one. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
It was We Three Kings. <laughs> I totally trashed We Three Kings in that episode, you and did. I felt so bad that when I did the edit, I had to preemptively retract. <laughs> I'm with you in the general trashing, and I'm with you in the retraction, given the recording that you found. It's uh, <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. All okay. right. Two, hey, we're right. on the board. Yeah, yeah. Now we've got, we've got a we couple of folks on the board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I chose Lois last time, Holly, so I think you should choose, the, choose this time. Okay. Well, since we haven't done it yet, I'm going to go with potent quotables. Potent right. quotables. <laughs> okay. This, yeah. this may be another one where the hosts have a, have a little home team advantage here. Um, so... Who uh, who said the phrase? She was basically a Ken doll with a Barbie head. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Was it was it A. Brendan on the collect call, B. Lisa on Easter people, C. Holly on the collect call, or D. Randall on Easter people? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Holly. I realized I could have partially given a hint by what I said. What were you talking about? I don't remember that. I don't know. I don't know, but I just recognized my phrasing. <laughs> I, I actually remember this. You were talking about Skipper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, because she doesn't have boobs. <laughs> the, um, the, the collection was some kind of Barbie or something. Oh, no, it was a collection of Skipper dolls from the 1970s. Yeah. Skipper dolls from the 1970s. And, um, Brandon. Um, uh, yeah, she... Holly told us who Skipper was. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so, so, so it's a three-way tie, tie now. Three-way tie. Yeah. Jeez, I hope my tiebreaker questions will hold up. Pressure. <laughs> Pressure. <laughs> okay, so we've, we've, still got a, we've still got a potent quotable. Um, we've still got a... Um, we've still got a Pinterest collection. We've still got... Whatever you you've got the, you've got the special knowledge. Let's do Pinterest. All right, Pinterest. Okay, Pinterest collection. Scrolling. Okay. <laughs> I had some. Uh, I'll read you an alternate that uh, the folks in the apartment we're staying in came up with this morning for this question, but we won't include it. <laughs> um, in the collection Nancy Drew Brook books and ephemera from episode from the episode for Proper Sixteen. One of the items is a video game called Nancy Drew, colon, Labyrinth of Lies. <laughs> what is the plot of this game? Whoa. Lies. <laughs> I did some research. Yeah. Wow. And, and are you going to tell us the answer? I'm going to give you three choices. Oh, uh, oh that's the question. Okay. Yeah, this is the question. Okay. Labyrinth of Lies. What is the plot of the Nancy Drew game Labyrinth of Lies? Labyrinth of Lies. <laughs> Um, a, when you're hired as a legislative aide in the state capitol, your focus quickly shifts from legal reform to a more personal question. <laughs> Who can you trust? <laughs> B, your friends Bess and George are supposed to meet you in Kenny Bunkport so you can help plan your cousin's wedding, but there's something fishy going on at the yacht club. <laughs> Or C, a museum curator hires you to assist with the most anticipated event of the year, but artifacts from the exhibit are mysteriously disappearing. It's, it's kind of similar to Mortal Kombat, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if it's a video game, I, I think we have to eliminate C because it sounds like a Nancy Drew book plot, but not necessarily a video game. Yeah, I can see that. Um, You're phoning a friend over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for B. B? B? 
no, I'm sorry. <laughs> your, in, your instincts were, were backwards in this case. Uh, the video game is, in fact, about the museum curation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I had some help on this one. Um, I had an alternate question where I said, your parents drag you somewhere. And um, Sandra Curtis pointed out to me that uh, Nancy Drew's mother is dead. <laughs> and so if anyone, if anyone knew Nancy Drew, uh, that one would have been a mm. giveaway. Um, uh, the one that they submitted Not that the I, there. yeah, <laughs> the one that they submitted that I ultimately cut was um, on a dare. You attend a drag show with your best friends, <laughs> Bess and George, and make friends with one of the performers. But when showtime's when showtime comes. Peaches Christ's diamond-studded boots are missing. <laughs> <laughs> Peaches Christ, by the way, is the name of an actual drag queen. <laughs> um, so we have okay. a three-way tie. So we Kyle. have a three-way tie, and um, I think. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought the challenge, the question was, would I go to a you know drag club on a dare? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I went to one uh, in a uh, for a seminary birthday party. And I have to say, drag queens love me. I am like an, a very obvious mark. <laughs> and um, much fun was had at my expense that night. It was, uh, it was a good time. Well, we're a general convention. It's basically a two-week-long drag convention. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lots of dudes walking around in dresses. Yeah. Have you seen some of those bishops? <laughs> I was going to say, it certainly is a drag. Wah, <laughs> 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 Okay, so I think I only have two questions left, so okay. I'm not sure if we can properly adjudicate this tie. Hmm. Um, should we cut the uh, prayer books in half? That, that doesn't seem appropriate. <laughs> does, does, a, does a King Solomon want to step in and suggest a better could solution? Could we use one of these questions? Or? You could do a tie between well, we, the two losing teams. We have teams. two questions left, mm. but there are three teams. You're, you're my idea. You could do the tie between the two losing teams. Lowest score wins. No, how could you just? We well, just try it. We could play the um, bishop rock paper scissors game. There you go. Given the demographics of your audience, you could ask how many people already own a copy of that. Book. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a great question. Does anybody already own a copy of the 1549, 1559, <laughs> and 1662 books of common prayer? Two. Not in one volume. <laughs> <laughs> Liza, do you have the three volume? I do. Yeah, okay. okay. Oh, but Andy does. I oh, well, you guys were out, right? No. No, oh, no you're, okay. Oh, so that doesn't Would help Would you say, us. Sean? I think we take inwardly digest to a new level and whoever's willing to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be much of a win, then. Great, <laughs> right, they're going. There's still may only be one winner. <laughs> How I'm about sorry, I'm no? How, no so how about this? Questions. Just by those that aren't in the tiebreaker. That's what challenge with this week's the college we discussed today. Muse, muse, muse. Who really wants the book? <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. I, I, I'm not interpreting anybody as like super into the book. Is that fair to say? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to have it. <laughs> <laughs> there oh, are right. two so, teams so that this, really want it, so just let have them the work on it. want the book <laughs> yeah. face-off. Yeah. You have two people who want the book, have them. The participants are going to get the prize. Anyway. Okay, okay, so I saw a couple hands raised for the book. Okay, right? here's, I have a proposal. This team of Sean and the youth two are not, none of them are actually podcasts. They're not, they're not connected to. Mm, good point. Call it call. 
Right. Mm-hmm. So I think they should be in for sure. Mm-hmm. I vote for that, right? Yeah. And then, and then they'd be a team. Okay. Oh. But then, what if they win? Who gets the book? They'll, They'll figure, sort that out. They're, they're <laughs> well, what, what, what we're eliminating are we're eliminating collect call experts. Okay. Perfect. Right? Okay. Neil and That's I great. will mail the book to each other on a six-month basis. <laughs> at, at, we will mail it to each other at the spring and fall ember tide. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I'd even take Saturday. I met you that way. <laughs> we are, we are, of course, ruling out the possibility that we may have uh, another time. Still not settle it. Um, <laughs> why don't we press on and we'll see what happens? Okay, so um, back over to you guys. Uh, there are two choices left. Potent quotables. Potent quotables. Okay. Um, who said the following? I believe eBay does not allow you to, like, sell dead body parts online. <laughs> Was that A, Kyle on Easter People, B, Brendan on The Collect Call, C, Sean on Padres Pods, D, Jason on Easter People? I've never seen any of these podcasts. I've only heard one of them. So <laughs> who was the choice for Collect Call? Uh, Brendan. Out of out of sheer loyalty, I'm yeah. going to go with Brendan on the college call. Yeah. Yes, that I, is correct. I did say that. That, that was from a show uh, where the collection was uh, relics, relics. Uh, that you could buy on eBay. Ah. Oh, that's good. Technically, you can buy the reliquaries. You can't buy the relic. <laughs> but, you, but they give you the relic. Yeah, the, 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 the way the phrasing works on eBay is really weird. It's, like, it's very circumspect. Relics are a very shady market. Yes. <laughs> I thought if anyone, if anyone knew both shows really well, this one could be challenging because we played, uh, we yeah, played The great. Price is Right one time um, on Easter People with various church properties. Uh, oh. One of the items was, in fact, uh, <laughs> of sort. So I thought that might have thrown someone off the scent who was a real expert, but... Uh, who are we kidding? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, back to um, back to Indian Liza um, and Sean and Sean, um, <laughs> and uh, they are left with which category? Twitter challenge. Twitter challenge. Okay, so we are back to the uh, the episode about ascension. Um, in that same episode, Brendan used his Twitter challenge hashtag section to express awe at the notion that Jesus was now present in all times and in all places. Which of the following did he use? A, hashtag here, hashtag there, hashtag everywhere. (laughs) B, hashtag in a box, hashtag with a fox. (laughs) C, hashtag Augustine, eat your heart out. (laughs) Or D, hashtag cosmic Jesus, hashtag dude. (laughs) My gut instinct is C. Okay, see, no, I'm sorry, it was, uh, it was D, hashtag Cosmic Jesus, hashtag dude. <laughs> I do remember that, but I don't remember the rest of the tweet. <laughs> um, something about the, yeah, all time yeah. places. Um, um, okay, so we've, we've narrowed it down to a team, um, and we, have we, um, do you guys want to play the Bishop's uh, Rock, Paper, Scissors? Is this the part where we fight to the death? Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> If I remember right, it was um, Miter. Uh, Miter covers Crozier. Crozier um, pulls away 
pectoral cross. Oh. Pectoral cross crowns miter. I think that's correct. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so is it so miter? Someone's okay. gonna need to hold the microphone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Here's a super effective moment of podcasting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on. I, I, at the very least, I'm gonna get a yeah, picture of this. <laughs> 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 all right. Oh, wow. This is miter. This is crozier. Uh huh. Pectoral cross. Okay. All right. Now, and we're going to do it on one, two, three, go. Okay? Okay. And how many rounds? Just one. Well, until there's a clear winner. Okay. Yeah, so but it's so sudden, sudden death. Okay. Sudden death. One round, sudden yeah. death. Will it be first ballot? We'll see. <laughs> okay. Voting is open. <laughs> one. Voting is closing. <laughs> the voting is closed. <laughs> one, two, three, go. <laughs> I think close your eyes. Oh yeah, close your uh, eyes. That's oh, yeah. good. Crozier okay. is a lot like walking like an Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More like a safety dance. Did you yeah. say close your eyes? <laughs> no. no. <Cut. laughs> this is devolving, isn't it? Well, yeah. Close your eyes and close your eyes. One, two, three, go. Cross. All right, Dave Hedges wins in one volume, the 1549, 1559, and 1662 Books of Common Prayer. I am grateful and humbled. <laughs> Jason Sierra is my up, um, my top bunk bunkmate uh, in the apartment we're staying in, and it was his cartoon, so he'll be delighted to know that uh, Bishop's Rock, Paper, Scissors was used at least once. <laughs> Excellent. Well, and for the rest of you, uh, stick around after the show ends. We do have prize packages uh, from Thistle Farms, uh, so, um, you know, I, I don't know that we have enough for everybody, but... Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'll find you on the convention floor and get you one yeah. if, we, if you Nine get months from now, Brendan will send you a freaking <laughs> Chinese dragon. Yeah, but, but you have to show up at our next live show. <laughs> <laughs> Which is scheduled in three years, right? Yep. <laughs> well, guys, this has been so much fun. Um, thank you all so much for coming. Before we wrap up, let's do a little, let people know for the panelists where they can find you on the inner tubes. Lisa? Lisa Kimball. So I'm at Kimball underscore Lisa on Twitter and lkimball at bts.edu on email. Sean, go for it. Yeah, you can hit the show on Facebook or Twitter. Both of them are at uh, uh, Padres Pods. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, uh, I'm Kay Oliver on Twitter and Easter People is uh, at Easter PPL. And I am Indy Brendan on Twitter, and The Collect Call is at The Collect Call. And I'm at Being Holly on Twitter, and uh, you can find The Collect Call. If you're not a tweeter, you can email us at The Collect Call at axe8moment.org. And Axe8Moment is our sponsoring parent organization, and you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, at Axe8Moment. Yep. The Collect Call is a member of the Via Media Collective, a network of podcasts with an Anglican sensibility. Find out more about Via Media Collective at viamediacollective.org or on Twitter at VM Collective. And our theme music is Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence by Aaron DeVries, which is distributed under a Creative Commons license. And you can find more of Aaron's music at badgerland.bandcamp.com. And we'd like to give a special thanks to Father David Simmons, the composer of the Collect Call incidental music. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for being with us and uh, giving <laughs> us a live show. DJ D. Sim in the house. <laughs> <laughs> 
And finally, a, uh, a special shout out to our live studio audience. Thank you so much. <laughs> and we will see you next time on the Collect Call when we will be talking about a topic. <laughs> <laughs> Alleluia, Lord Most High. Sweet. Thank you, everybody.